1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. (laughs) i <laughs> baby
2: hey guys i'm cy and welcome to ace podcast nation the home of the andy campbell championship show this is episode number 76 show is live available on facebook youtube and twitter ace podcast nation is also your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests expert analysts and more so please give us a follow on social media subscribe to the youtube channel and uh, you can also get the audio versions of every show at your favourite podcast or radio platform. And you can follow the show uh, individually at AC Footy Show on all social media platforms if you'd like to streamline your content for football only. Um, just as we give people the chance to join the broadcast, uh, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports for all their support around the shows. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the the world. For more information, you can visit their social media pages as well as their new website, uh, all of which links in the description and the closing credits. And of course, a massive thank you to Darren Ralston and Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the Andy Campbell Show series. Uh, And here's a quick word from them.
0: My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner.
2: Yeah, big thank you to Bespoke Financial, Uh, Bespoke uh, specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and of course sports cover. Uh, So give them a little follow on social media, check out their stuff, links to it are all in the description like I say and uh, at the end of the show as also. But uh, yeah, check them out. Big thank you to them for sponsoring the shows. So uh, joining me to talk the most exciting league in the world and probably end up speaking for most of it because I am losing my voice and it's going. Uh, The goal collector, the fox in the box, still the king of the Millennium Stadium until someone takes over the mantle. It is none other than ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, David Jones' favourite son, Mr Andrew Campbell. How are you, sir?
3: I'm excellent, mate. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, no one's going to take over that mantle. You know what I mean? One not, unless, day. not unless they shut down the, the shut down Wembley again and they go back to them. Millennium Stadium. see, and one Won't happened, one Won't happened, <laughs> one happened. Yeah. Great week again, by the way, in the championship. Like you just said, there, you, you uh, said mate, there, the, the best league in the world. You know what? Um, I know we're going to talk about this in in a in in, in, a, in a second. You know what I mean? I look at the players, I look at the teams, I look at um, how big the division is for me. Um, it's. It's like a Premier League too, you know. I, mean, I know we yeah, spoke on uh, Monday. We spoke on Monday, didn't we, about um, about the old firm joining and joining the Championship? And for I me, think they
2: would struggle, man. I did. Yeah,
3: well, I totally agree with some of the size of the football clubs. You know, it'll be uh, it, it won't be as plain sailing as what everyone thinks. So, I think it was well, uh, Mick, it was a great conversation, by the way.
2: Just very quickly on that, if you look at even some of the league teams in and players in League One, right? You put Rangers and Celtic in that. I guarantee it wouldn't just be like plain sailing, and that's why I get frustrated with that conversation when people say, oh, you know, the size of the clubs, they should go straight in to the Premier League or the Championship. And I'm like, no, yeah. because there's, there's like, you've got Sunderland and, and Ipswich and all these clubs in League One who I think would give them a game on their day. And I just think...
3: Part of me, part of me thinks, you know what I mean, I, I don't want to go on about too long, part of me thinks that they should go in the Championship only because of the size of the clubs. But Premier League, when people made that argument about Premier League just because they're in Euro- because of Europe in the Champions League, Europa League, for me, that doesn't wash because I look at Wolves, Sheffield United, who've, who've earned the rights last year they earned the right to get in the Champions League and the U- UEFA Cup, Europa League, whatever it's called now, that they didn't get the opportunity because of what happened. So why should anyone else just be given a, a free ride, so to speak?
2: Yeah, but you say that, mate. We, uh, we gripe and grumble intermittently on the show about the disrespect shown to the championship in the EFL by the Premier League and the FA yeah. a lot like how disrespectful is that to, to say rangers or you so you you rangers and celtic your yeah. clubs are so big that you can just skip what every other club in the you mm. know in the countries if they wanted to join the league look at like uh, fc united of manchester look at that hashtag united they all have to start at the bottom mm. now i'm not saying rangers and celtic start in the Conference North or whatever it's called, but I don't see their problem with them starting in
3: League Two. I really don't. I think I, I think there's an opportunity, and you mentioned it. There's an opportunity to earn the right, um, and that would be by a cup potentially to, to yes. show the worth. You know, what I mean, for me, they've got to earn it, and the, and the only way to earn it is by battling against top sides and and the, and the best sides in what we're talking about. So.
2: I mean, I mean, what you could do is if there was a plan to integrate them into the English League is what the English Pyramid, what you could do is say, right, you can enter the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, but you've got to get, if you win it, then you can come in championship level or whatever. Yeah. If you get to the, I don't know, semi-finals, then you come in at League One. If you, can, if you don't get that far, then you've got to start yeah. wherever. But anyway, whatever. Um, So, just to say, I had a load of messages about Callum Patterson, because I had a bit of a rant on it about social media. We're going to discuss Callum Patterson leaving Cardiff City, uh, the mixed messages leaving the club, and kind of that all in a bubble at the end of the show, just because, obviously, it's not just a Cardiff show, it's a championship show, so we want to give as much time to the championship generally, but it's obviously something which is going to be addressed as a, you're an ex-Cardiff player, I'm a Cardiff fan, and a big chunk of our audience is
3: and rightly so as well Sal, you know it's, it's, it's a point which needs to be made brought up and, oh, it's a big, and it's a and it's a big point but um I think that, but there's a time and a place to do it and I think it needs it needs a time at the end because then we can we can just solely focus on on
2: a talking point you know yes uh, I also I did send a text asking why Carl Patterson was left uh, was sold for 500 grand, basically didn't get a reply didn't expect the reply i didn't put it quite like that i asked the question though you yeah, know is, is um but anyway so any other business to start the show my friends um so i do want to just make one point made before we go into these two subjects because they kind of uh interlinked watford versus luton on saturday was played at lunchtime do you know why it was played at lunchtime?
3: I, I do. I do know.
2: I do know because it was a uh, because without saying on without saying the re- without saying the reason is it I'm, me or is I'm that laughing. absolutely bananas?
3: Well, I'm laughing because um, I, I couldn't believe when I heard it. I had to I had to uh, rewind and watch it again just to make Did sure you go that. and
2: check somewhere else as well? Like um, go and yeah, check on a website? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had to go I, and
3: double I check had, it. I had to check just to make sure that the that the comments were were real. Because the reason behind an early kickoff was due to due to crowd trouble and supporters in a behind closed doors football match, which for me is just the most ludicrous thing in the world. Where were they expecting trouble in the supermarket? I just it just it, it beggars belief for me, and just shows again um, what on earth is going on in the EFL. That you know what I mean. That listen, if that was the plan at the beginning, then that's fine. But let's be honest, everything's changed now. So basically, they can move back to a three o'clock kickoff. That might have had an yeah. effect, by the way, on players' preparation. Because yeah, I, I used to, I know, I know from my own experience, twelve o'clock kickoff is you having your pre-match meal at nine o'clock in the morning, which is not a good yeah. idea, by the way. You know, you don't, you don't prepare the same, and, and it has a knock-on effect with your week, your previous week, your previous game. So for me, it's a little bit unfair on both sets of players, but especially the losing side, because you just don't know, you don't know if things would have been a little bit different.
2: Yeah, and at no point, by the way, since they've been planning this season as they when they would have been doing the planning for the fixtures, the games, all that sort of stuff. The TV, they was they were never planning for fans, like yeah. integrating fans back into the stadium. Only really came into thing two weeks ago when the government said that they could trial it. Like, so do you know what I mean? There was yeah, never a that- chance that there was going to be fans at this ground at this game until probably three weeks ago at the earliest. Yeah, totally agree. If not two weeks ago. Um, so I wanted to bring that up because I just thought in this day and age to to, to change the kickoff time for um, fear of cr- crowd trouble has been pathetic. Yeah, so I, I'm assuming Cardiff versus Swansea will still be a bubble trip. Um, OK, so where any other business is a kind of joint subject, but we're going with them. Um, first of all, we'll go with championship spending. And boy, has there been a lot considering, like when you think what Memer Darwin told us that, mm. you know, clubs didn't weren't going to have the money, and even Cardiff didn't yeah. have the money.
3: But, yeah, uh, listen, I, I look at I look at some clubs, and we're, we've just touched on it there. You know, what I mean, the Championship for me is a is Premier League too. You know, what I mean, it's that big now. You've got teams: um, Nottingham Forest, Sheffield Wednesday, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Cardiff City, Blackburn Rovers, who've won the Premier League. It's absolutely. we said you've won the FA Cup. Yeah, Derby County, you've won the European, Euro, European Cup and won the, won the, the Division One. There's some absolutely massive football clubs in that league, and everyone's fighting for this holy grail, and everyone's signing all these players. And these players who, who've, who've come into the Championship would never, ever, ever play in the Championship previously, but because the division's that strong and it's high profile. These players are dropping down. You look at um, Rodrigo Raquelme signed for Bournemouth on loan from uh, Atletico Madrid, which is an unbelievable signing. Um, I look at other players. You know, I mean? you, you, you look at Bristol City. They signed um, Alfie, Mo- Al- Alfie Mawson from Fulham. They signed Chris Brunt from West, from, from West Bromwich Albion. Um, obviously, Cardiff City have signed, have signed two players on loan from Premier League sides. Um, Kiefer, Moore Kiefer Moore for millions of pounds. I look at other sides and... These players um, who are out of contract are big name players and they can't get Premier League wages, so they dropped out the championship and they're getting paid very good salaries and very good money, playing at a good level, put themselves back in the shop window. It makes the league a lot better, so it makes the league absolutely fantastic. And I look at, um, and I'm going to use him for an example, and I'm not being negative towards him, but I watched the extended highlights of um, Blackburn Rovers in Derby County and, and yep. I saw Wayne Rooney massively struggle, by the way, against mobile young. Quick players, and last year he didn't struggle against these kind of players. He used his experience and his knowledge and, and the way he manages games, but now there's better players dropping down in the championship. And at the minute, he's not been able to uh, to guide his team into the kind of performances and results that he did last year. And, uh, and I, I don't, I don't, at the minute, I don't see a way out of um, what's going to happen at Derby County unless they change something dramatically. You know, what I mean, the league's a tough, tougher league this year than it was last year. Um, and it's going to be a massive struggle for some other teams because there's that many big teams inside. I've just named them all. I've just named most of them, and even the sides of Luton Town who've had a great start. Stoke City, again, I forgot them. They've, 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 on paper, they've got the best side in the, in the championship. Preston North End signed a big player on, on, on decent money. Over a million. You know what I mean? You've got and Wanderers, who deserve to be in the championship because they won the playoff final, can upset teams on, on any given day. Barnsley, an ex-Premier League side, it's it's absolutely endless, and that's not including Portsmouth, who were in FA Cup final a few years ago in League One. Sunderland, who were a, a huge football club, you know, the Ipswich Town, who were in Europe a few years ago in League One. That the championship's only going to get better week in, week out, year in, year out, because of the money which is filtering down from the Premier League. Well, you look at Watford just sold Suarez 10, ten million. Forgot about Watford. You know, I forgot yeah. about forgot about Norwich City. You know, that it's, I, um, it's crazy, mate. Yeah. because when
2: um, like. Like uh, just going back quickly to what uh, Mehmet Dalman said when he was on the Monday show, in that you know Cardiff were losing whatever it was three million pound a month during lockdown, and yeah. so they were going to struggle to spend money. They still spent whatever it was on Kiefer Moore from another Championship club for four or five million. Mm. Yes, now you're seeing that they've got to try and make that up, I suppose, but they're not doing a very good job of that. But anyway, um, but then. You know, there's, it's not just the players who, in my opinion, you wouldn't have seen in the Championship years ago. It's the players going between Championship clubs. It's the players, whether it's coming on loan or coming down from Premier League clubs. It's players coming from abroad. Like you say, the Championship basically is Premier League 2. And I think in the reserve, um, isn't the reserve or the under-23s, like there's Premier League 1 and Premier League 2, yeah, I think.
3: Yeah, but I look at I look at some of the um, some of the squads, uh, and I'll use under eighteen, under twenty three football. That, um, and I'll use the two lads that Cardiff City have got on loan. That those two players are better off coming down to the Championship and playing are. week in, week out and getting competitive games, competitive football against men, instead of playing in in, in leagues which aren't competitive really um, in terms of football and they played in front of not 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 crowds, so to speak, and. Um, and look look at the kind of players they're playing with. It's for football education. And, and for me, they've made the best decision ever. The clubs obviously look after them by doing it. And it's only a good thing.
2: Yeah, um, I think someone in this chat just said about uh, how much is Wayne Rooney on. Um, like we said from the moment he signed, that pretty much we thought he was there to you know, to, to, to take over from Philip Kocku, uh, which I will get onto a bit later, um, Philip Koku. But, um, so Kiefer Moore, I was wrong. I said four or five million. I think he went for his two million and plus a load, boatload of add-ons, which add up to about five or six million. But I mean, but going back to Rooney, he's on a lot of money, but I don't think he was necessary. He's not necessarily there to be the focal point of the team. He's no. there to help their young players and to eventually, you know, he's getting into coaching and things like this. But well,
3: f- For me, Si, when he, when he originally went there, he went there to be player coach, player assistant yes. manager, whatever his title was. But I, such I was
2: his impact,
3: wasn't it? On I didn't the pitch, expect but... him to go there and play every minute of every single game like he's done. And for me, how can, he, how can he coach and do the things that he wants to do in the future when he's got to recover, he's got to train? Yeah. He, if he is coaching and he's not training, then maybe that's having an adverse effect on his playing. And if he's, if he's not coaching and he's playing it's having a negative effect on the way that he's the the position that he's got at the club as well, because he can't do both. It's impossible to do both at the level he's doing it at. You know what I mean? So for me, something's got to give down the line. I'm not sure which.
2: Yeah, and I think the other thing with him is, um, like people, there's some people in the chat saying about um, uh, wages and stuff for him. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm relatively sure that Derby County
3: are not paying that full fifty or sixty grand a week. on for, regular, uh, for where, me, you know, it was clear they had yeah, a big lump of sponsorship yeah, yeah. money. But for me, size so well, though, wages is irrelevant because it's not Wayne Rooney's fault he's getting paid that kind of money. You know that he's wherever he went, he was going to pick up the same kind of money. So for me, it, it's more of an EFL issue, a club issue, um, the regulations and rules kind of issue for me that Wayne Rooney deserves that kind of money because of the football career he's had. My issue is. What his, what his role is is his role a player because if he's playing he's not doing for me in my opinion the thing that he should be doing and that's concentrating his game it looks like he's got some it looks like he is coaching for me and he's and he's taking a little bit of time away from um, from his playing side as in training wise because the performance i seen on Saturday he got he got rolled over by um, in my gave opinion the ball some, away for two of the goals somebody somebody who's not as good as he is so you know I felt I did feel a little bit sorry for him and, and it's not the it's not the way I want somebody to leave a a successful football career being be remembered by performances like this.
2: However, you say that, and I do agree with you to a certain extent. I put two things to you. First of all, do you think that he expected to play week in, week out uh, from the start? But before you answer that, also, like we've when we've been talking to the former players of various clubs, some of which are still playing at a lower league because they want to just keep playing. Do you think it's a case that he's now just enjoying his football and he's just making the most of the fact that
3: he can still play um, I don't think he looked like on Saturday he was enjoying his well, football no. So no, there is that, you know what there. I mean so when I saw him in America I saw him enjoying his football I, I saw him yeah. getting his buzz back I didn't see it being challenging um, he was enjoying his lifestyle enjoying his football I don't see that kind of Wayne Rooney now I see it that this is a, this has been a little bit of a struggle I saw last season he was um, he was battling away. He was, but he had also Tom, Holders, Tom Huddleston next to him, by the way. So let's let's put things into context. He had an excellent Championship stroke Premier League midfielder next to him. To yeah, pressure. nice holding
2: midfielder. Now then. he hasn't
3: got that support mechanism. So if he hasn't got that support next to him, then he's of course he's going to find things a little bit more difficult. And it looks as though, results and performance-wise, that he is struggling a little bit.
2: So are you a big manager soon enough, mate? Soon
3: but then will he play? Then will he play? Because you've got to play no, your best because, team. Because... I, agree, I would I, argue I, that I, Derby. I,
2: I I would argue that Derby squad, if they use the right tactics and the right formations, which is another thing we'll discuss a bit later, um, that they don't need to play Wayne Rooney week in week out from the start. But they've I think got also, good enough players in that squad yeah, to play Championship football.
3: But I also think if Wayne Rooney takes over, he rings only going to straight away and gets two or three loan players from Man United, and it takes him out of the equation straight right. away. Yeah, and. They move on. They move
2: on quite yeah. quickly. Oh yeah. Well, this is why I was going to say to you. You know, um, we were saying about the amount of money which is being spent despite lockdown and the amount of signings in the championship. Um, the one point I wanted to make because I've seen a lot of people over the last couple of weeks on social media, particularly for Cardiff, but other clubs as well, saying, "Oh, there's you know every every player is so expensive. Championship clubs just they can't afford it. Lower league clubs can't afford it." In my opinion, there's no excuse for not making. Um, loan signings and uh, free signings from what was been out there in the last six months because there's been a lot of quality going for free. There's been a lot of... Um, you go and look at that under-23s league made in the Premier League. There is mountains of talent, which, yeah. yes, you're taking a gamble, but nine times out of ten, when you go with quality and you play them and you give them a run of games,
3: it'll pay off. Now, listen, I, I agree. I think there's enough talent in England for... Um, for the older players who are coaching, to, to take a step back a little bit, and I'll, and I'll go back to my previous point. For me, that, that I don't want to remember uh, one of England's greats uh, finishing his career like this. You know, I would have been well happy um, for Wayne Rooney to finish in America, to come to Derby as a as a coach or uh, an assistant manager, and never play football in England again. Because for me, I, I remember him for Man United, and that would have been that would have been enough for me. And I don't want somebody's reputation or um, uh, legacy ruined by. Uh, a, a performance or, or or finishing the league table where where, where derby going to finish this year did you um
2: so uh, rye makes a point in the chat he says that maybe he should be coaching the tw- he should be playing and coaching the 23s or the 18s impossible but I lot. think
3: impossible it's impo- it's impossible I just don't because, think
2: you can do that because they a, train at the same time don't they exactly
3: it's impossible so he's either he's either coaching the the groups the players or he's or he's training with derby what he can't do he can't train with Derby at full pelt on a Monday morning, and then train the under 18s and the 23s in the afternoon because nobody no, no, body, no body can um, can do. He's got, he's got, he's getting older, so his recovery is going to be worse after games. He's got to look after himself if he's going to continue playing. It's for me. It's either coaching or playing. I don't, I don't see a being able to do it at the at the level that he's wanting to do it regularly and as high quality as he needs.
2: Yeah, sorry, I was smiling as uh, the chat was just asking me if I was alright and if I needed lemon because I had a cough fit. I I muted it, but I was still dying. Um, so you anyway, have to finish this subject off, I'm gonna ask you four questions. You just have to give me like a quick answer of your opinion of it and uh, what just just a general thing, okay? So um Raquel may to Bournemouth on loan from Atletico.
3: Oh different different classes exciting, exciting um... Signing with the with the players that have lost, he will he will get excitement back within Bournemouth fans.
2: Beautiful player, mate. Uh, Nottingham Forest record signing Cardio has gone left on loan.
3: Um, what's going on at that football club? I, I do massively fear for them. It's like the manager doesn't doesn't want to keep his job. it
2: has gone. it has hmm. gone, mate. I'm telling you that now. Um, uh, Swansea coach Tate ban for four months, four matches.
3: Um. Deserved, but surprise is only four. To be honest, Gone off lightly if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Uh,
2: Preston signed Danish
3: striker Jakobsen, ex Derby County. Um, huge money. Um, the judge, the judgment will be will be decided if he scores goals because I don't think uh, Preston struggled to score goals. So I, I'm quite surprised that they've that they've gone for another attacker instead of a midfielder or a defender. In my opinion.
2: Uh, and from Sheffield Wednesday's point of view, I should specify because we're going to talk about the rest of it later. Uh, Callum Patterson for five
3: hundred grand, absolute bargain, and he will That's get them. Signing. He will get them out of, out of trouble and potentially up the league in the playoffs very quickly. Yeah,
2: spot on, mate. It's a very, very good signing from their point of view, and I actually think he's exactly what they need. They need a bit of bite, they need yeah. a bit of urgency, and they need players who are going to, because they've got a few quality technical players. They almost oh, need oh. that bit of nastiness
3: <laughs> and a bit of like someone who gets stuck in. I'm pleased, listen, I'm pleased, I'm pleased for the player because uh, I felt, and, and I said this before, by the way, so it's nothing new, that I felt sorry for him that he, that he didn't invent himself in a, in a position so he wasn't guaranteed to play in one position week in, week out. And he's been a Mr. Versatile, which has obviously been to his detriment really and has, and has cost him his place in, uh, in Cardiff City squad, which doesn't really work. But for me, he'll go and Gary Monk will play him. Yep. And Gary Monk will get the best out of him And Gary Monk will look like a great manager And the Sheffield the, the Wednesday board must be absolutely delighted With the signing for 500 grand
2: Spot on mate um, So let's get into the games We'll go back into Callum Patterson and stuff As uh, yes I'll have, uh, I'll have my say on that um, And it'll be interesting Nonetheless And I'll probably end up clipping it and bleeping it Okay so uh, the Friday game mate what was that? That was Huddersfield Town one Nottingham Forest nil.
3: Yeah, ex Cardiff gone,
2: mate. Yeah, Mentally
3: ex uh, Cardiff City player with a with a wonder goal. To be honest, uh, Fraser Campbell. I thought was a great finish. Um, it wasn't a great game. I I, I caught the second half. Um, obviously, the last game, and it was, yeah, they the, the just they just lacked ideas. Um, he he his strikers around. He played um, uh, Lyle Taylor up front instead of Lewis Grabban and. He quickly turned that around second half and, and brought Grabbing back on and I thought Grabbing was probably the better out of the two. He was unlucky not to score towards the end but to be honest, they, they looked like they were all over the place and the, the confidence in just little passes and just little little, little times in the game. You know, I mean, one thing I will say, um, the goalkeeper for Nottingham Forest was just absolutely outstanding. Some of the saves he made towards the end in, the, in injury time and, and, and towards the end of the 90 minutes was just outrageous. There was a, a triple save in particular in injury time to keep them in the game when they were breaking away and any three could have scored, and he made three absolutely fantastic saves.
2: Yes, indeed, he did. Forest, I'm worried about him. Met. I really am. Um, yeah. they,
3: I think I'm, wor- I'm worried more. I'm worried more for the manager because he, for me, it's a results business, and if he doesn't get it right soon, he's going to end up losing his job. And he's got the players. He's certainly got the players. They've got. They've got money because they're sold. Sold big players. So uh, there's just something not right. And 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 with the window coming up very shortly, will he be given the money, the backing? Because if they're now Dubious about keeping him, will the chairman back him with with finance? Released
2: uh, five players on loan or, you know, or six on loan or sold in the last week to mm. about nearly 10 days. Yeah. That's a lot of players to get rid yeah. of that in a short space of time. Yeah, huge. Um, be interesting, mate. Next up, yes. we had Birmingham City 1, Rotherham 1.
3: Um, for me, there was the, the most probably two of the most ridiculous penalties I've, I've ever seen in one game, and I'm, I'm not saying there weren't penalties. I'm just saying they should have been avoided by the two de- the defending. For both penalties, were awful. The first one, he didn't know where he was, and just clipped him from. He tried to kick the ball and didn't see him, which is just silly in the box. And then the second one, he's going out of play, and the Rotherham defender, especially how late in, late in the game it was, he should have been. Um, he should have had a better understanding of where he was in the. Uh, or where he was going, and you see it out for a goal kick, or at worst, you go, you give a corner away.
2: Well, we had a fascinating conversation with Graeme Jones on Monday about the standard of defending,
3: yeah.
2: um, and I asked him, didn't I, if, if he thought that there was like a a specific reason why defending, yeah. you know, looks so bad at the moment everywhere, um, and I questioned whether it's that the strikers are faster, quicker, stronger, and that's you know, it's just generally attacking
3: footballers have got better, mm. but. It's uh, it's difficult to pinpoint, but I think it's I said, think it's a, a problem uh, everywhere. mate. Yeah, it's it's a bit of anything, but I think you know what I mean. Listen, you won nil up after eighty seven minutes, and yeah, you, that's you, it's you don't, catastrophic, mate. You it, know what I mean for a club away. for a club at Rotherham size, by the way. You know, I mean they're desperate for points. I know it's only early in the season, but they've had a really good start. And you go into Birmingham, we don't let many goals in, so you can't afford to give a goal away like they did. And it was just yeah, it's outrageous decision to to defend like that, but. He'll have to learn from it very quickly because the manager, obviously, and the players weren't happy with the reactions because they, you knew straight away you make any contact, it's it's a blatant penalty.
2: Uh, yeah, James Costley says uh, Forest are looking to get rid of Uncle Albert as well. Which yeah, I is, uh, yeah, I think he left today. Yeah, I think
3: I think he left today for free.
2: I don't know why. Yeah. After they made such a big fuss of getting him back from mm. from Cardiff.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. By, by the way, I do not know why I went from Huddersfield Forest on Friday to Birmingham rotherham um, next, we had, we had the lunchtime kickoff Saturday, which was Watford one, uh, Luton Town nil. Uh, Luton Town's good run came to an end.
3: Yeah, this was always going to be a tough game for them. Um, I raved about Pedro um, in the first week. He got my, he got one of my ups. Scored his first yeah, goal. I was, yeah, I was, I was. I thought he was very good again. Um, so probably young. the biggest. Yeah, he's very very talented. Technically very good. And and normally with these kind of players, it, it's it's hit or miss with with if they hit the ground running. A little bit like Pereira at West Bromish Albion that he yeah. he, he, he started, yeah, but he he started really well. Um probably the biggest plus for me of the of the Watford game was was having Troy Deeney back. And Troy came on a couple of minutes to go towards the end. And if they can get him back on the pitch, if he doesn't leave in the next couple of days, then he will be a huge player for them moving forward because he scores goals, he'll bully defenders and he will lead the line really well, take the pressure off the young players which will be great, like Pedro, and if they can get them partnering partnership together, then Watford will have a great chance moving forward. But Watford have had a great start, and I mean defensively, um, apart from obviously getting beaten a cup, that they've kept clean sheets uh, against Shepherd Wednesday, Middlesbrough, uh, and obviously at the weekend against uh, Luton Town.
2: Yeah, Luton made a good made a good start to the season. It's this was always going to be tough, like you say. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned earlier, Rooney had struggled on uh, Saturday. Um, Around younger, quicker players, could potentially Troy Deeney might not have the same impact that he's had in previous stints in the championship.
3: Um, I think you've got to see it from his own selfish point of view as well. That um, probably got everyone, a point to prove, hasn't he? Yeah, well, everyone's probably expecting him to score goals because it's, he's dropping down a level. Um, but he's obviously got, you know, what I mean, he's obviously a, a Mister Watford and he loves the club and he wants to get them back to the Premier League. But at the same time, he's he's wanting to play the highest level possible. So. I think these next few days are vital. You know what I mean. If they keep him, great for Watford. If they don't, then he moves on and, and he stays at the back in the Premier League. But for me, if he is there, he's got to he's got to put the work. He's got to put a shift in, and he's got to just grit his teeth yeah, and get on with it because there's no point sulking. It's no good for anybody. It's no good for him. Um, and you look at you look at some of the England call ups this year, um, like recently about uh, for these games that somebody does well. Gareth Southgate's been quite loyal and quite and, and, and quite fair that he's calling people up and for me if you can score 25 30 goals in the championship then why shouldn't you get an opportunity to get called up
2: yeah spot on mate and um, i will say as well this watford luton game was not fun to watch no I uh, it was it wasn't your usual uh, london I, derby and i'm, and I'm not
3: me. i'm not sure if that was the crowd trouble or what but was it, it, so, oh, something wow. just <laughs> something just on. me bound off.
2: to shake up the players you know yeah
3: um barnsley nil, coventry nil um, yeah, not a great game. Um, a, few, a few chances. Um, Barnsley really struggled to score goals. Obviously, they got rid of Brown um, and lost a couple of other players going forward. And, and this could be to their detriment. If they don't sign somebody in the window to get them goals... I really feared for them because what, what got them out of trouble last year, I si, was creating chances, scoring goals and, and what I saw at the weekend. Yeah, what I saw at the weekend, they the, the lacked ideas. And when they did get there, they didn't have the penetration to go and score the goals. And it didn't, didn't look like they were going to score. Um, and Coventry defended really well, I'll give them that, you know what I mean? But they're the games that the Barnsley have to win. If they want to stay up in this division, they've got to beat the Coventry cities of this world. Have to. Well, mate, how, how many games last week?
2: Uh, last year, sorry, season did um, Cordy Woodrow dig him out of numerous, oh, yeah, to get plenty draws, too, wins, yeah, too many, and he's missing chances or he's not taking yeah. chances, which yeah. highlights how little they've got
3: going forward outside mm. of him. Yeah, um, but what So they y- do y- need, need to get put, something, don't they? You can't put pressure on one man's shoulders as well. Oh yeah, you no, know, like, of course, because I the, say that, because the sold because the sold other players who you like like you say took the pressure off his shoulders. Now it's it's all on him, unfortunately. It is, but he is uh, good next... enough. He is good enough, by the way. So he, he can turn it around. Yes.
2: Uh, next up, Gareth Wick Wickham Wanderers are still looking for that elusive uh, win. Unfortunately, mate. I was really hoping they were going to hit the ground running because I like, yeah. felt like that was their best chance of staying
3: up. Yeah, I totally agree. You know what I mean? It's, it's been a real, it's been a real eye-opener I think, for Gareth. Um, obviously the. Swansea play a certain way. They got off to a good start with IU scored after 13 minutes. They created numerous chances in the first half. Scored the second just after the just after 20 20, 20 odd minutes, and then after that you're fighting a losing battle, sign especially against a side, a side like Swansea. You know, new create plenty of chances and an attack on the break with pace. That they have had a good solid start this season. Um, and Wickham uh, just need to regroup and go again. You know, listen, we've only played three games. So it's not the end of the world if they can uh, pick up some points this weekend. Um, or A point you know I mean they need to break this mould and show and the players need to show that they've got the fight and the desire to uh, to pick the championship up by the scruff of the neck because it's not an easy league but everyone knew it was going to be a struggle we just wanted we wanted to give themselves a chance and and, and start with a, with a few points or a few easy wins but it wasn't meant to be
2: Yeah they could have done with starting with a few clean sheets probably just to keep them just
3: yeah to... Or something, kind
2: of ticking or, up. Your or, head. or a
3: big win, so so the score goals or keep clean sheets. You know that, like, like Barnsley did last year. Barnsley yeah. let loads of goals in, but they score plenty. Charlton, same thing. They got off to a good start, but then still ended up getting relegated. So it's a what you can't afford to do is start badly and end badly because it's going to be a really really tough one to take. Yeah, Rob said in the chat there that they look out their depth, and I'm sadly.
2: I do think they do at the moment. You can
3: only judge them on results and performances, and the last two um, performances against Blackburn and and Swansea on Saturday. The other, it's been a struggle, Um, and uh, I'm sure Gareth will will try and bring players in for the for the next couple of days to try and make them stronger. Because what what he's got in at the end of the window, he's stuck with for till Christmas, which potentially might be too late if he's not careful.
2: Yeah, Swansea look uh, look decent at the moment. They look quite um, the thing which impresses me about them sadly is that they they know that kind of the way they want to play they've brought players in who fit that way uh, they play players in the right position and yeah. their tactics fit the players they have at their football club uh, yeah. Morgan Gibbs-White looks like the perfect respo- uh, replacement for Ian Brewster who was massive yeah. for them last year Connor Roberts is still on fire um, and even this uh, Jamal Lowe looks yeah. pretty good um, and Matt
3: Grimes was one of my players of the year last year. Mm. I really oh, was l- impressed with him. Listen, Cooper, Cooper's doing a good job. You know, he's got them playing some decent football. He's mm. he's he's defensively got them well drilled. They always look like they're going to score a goal. So you know, I mean, if you can be defensively strong and still cause problems at the other end, it's a, it's a recipe for success in the championship because that's how teams are. That's how teams get out of this league By by, by winning games Having that winning mentality and, You know what I mean Swansea didn't get off to a great start last year And they were always chasing Up to the last week um, Up to the last minute of the game In the mm. season So if they can get off to a good start It could be very successful for them
2: well, Mate if you go on social media they think they've won the league already So that's, that's yeah. encouraging <laughs> for them um,
1: oh, con-
2: Congratulations and by the way So well done Yeah indeed uh, Birmingham City won Rotherham Oh no, we did that one. Didn't We've we? done that. One. I did. I did him out of water. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff City one, Reading two. Uh, Reading, I thought were very, very good. But yeah.
3: Listen, uh, but I'm going to start Cardiff, with uh, something. Something what we said um, last week's show about set piece goals. That if you don't mark the right players in the right areas, you know, I mean, it wasn't a corner, but it was, a, it was like a corner, a, a wide free kick, whipped in really well. Morrison free header. It's rock hard for a goalkeeper to try and keep those things yeah, out. Yeah, it is. And then the second goal across in the Mitch, box. He's taken a touch. he's turned. for the he's turned two goal. or three it's times. It's obscene. It's, yeah, it's, it's not great. And when you give away cheap goals, it's going to make it hard for hard for the centre forwards to get back in. It was nice to see Lee get a goal. Um, you know, scrappy at best, but it doesn't matter. You know, not say that in the record books. But um, we need our best players on the pitch. Uh, we need some consistency at home. You know, I mean teams, and and this is, and I'm not making an excuse here. By the way, you know that I look at. Uh, I look at lockdown and um, and, and things, and, and it, has, it has a massive effect. I've been mean, not having fans there for certain teams, and, and I know how important Cardiff City fans are to, to Cardiff City Football Club. And, and the word to me as a, as a player, so you know, what I mean? I've been there at the new stadium when it's been rocking and and, and, the, and they suck the ball towards a goal, and it gives you that second wind. And you know, what I mean, I'm finding and seeing a lot of, and I think my dad said it on a point a few weeks ago that. that The away teams are getting loads of joy, and Cardiff did it and Nottingham Forest last week. Sheffield Wednesday have done it. Now Reading have done it. You know what I mean? Home home teams have no advantage anymore. In in football matches.
2: What about this for a point, mate? This is a fantastic point. Uh, Gary Cole in the chat, he says Cooper has got some good contacts. Young English players, he knows uh, who want to play for him.
3: Neil Harris hasn't. Uh, I look at I look at Cooper, and it's a great point. I I totally agree. I look look at Cooper, and he's got a style of player. Which he's versatile with. Um, I, I think I think Neil's got a, a style of player that he's sticking to, and I think that you know exactly what he's going to do with the, with the kind of players that he's that he's brought in. And, I, and I'm talking about Kiefer Moore by the way, that he's that he plays he plays him up top, and you know fine well that he's going to be isolated, oh, to quite meds on Saturday. Yeah, I totally agree, but but this is the same team though that we that we spoke about. Nottingham Forest and the one two nil, and we were raving about. So we've got to take the good with the bad. But for me, I think we also need a plan B, and we also need a, a bit of versatility with with a with a style of player. You know what I mean? I look at um, other sides who, who who mix the games up. I, I looked at um, Swansea on, on Saturday morning, or Saturday lunchtime. Balls in the box for crosses, one twos around the box, balls through. You know what I mean? They're mixing it up a little bit instead of just being one dimensional, getting it wide, putting it in the box. You know what I mean? It's mm. so, but if you haven't got the players to do it, then you're gonna find it. You're gonna not gonna find it as easy other sides.
2: Right, I, I said this last week, and I think the news was breaking about Callum Patterson. Um, we've we've got rid of, in one way or another, Mendes Lang, Ward and Patterson. We know Lee Tomlin can't stay fit for a full season where he can play 30 games a season. So I just don't know where that creativity is coming from to provide Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore needs the ball in between the posts to score goals and in behind to score goals who's going to provide it because we just haven't we haven't got it and i I don't i don't understand the business and and what they're trying to achieve at the moment it's difficult to see where Mm. i can't see if you ask me today i had to put my house on where cardiff would finish i would say outside the top 10 if you ask me today Mm. that lock and a lot can change yeah, but uh, today it's
3: going to be. Listen, the the, the league's tougher than ever. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be tough for anybody whoever can get a string of results together. And it's about doing it in patches. You know, I look at Watford. I look at Swansea. Um, even Luton Town, for a certain degree, who started the season really well. But you look at um, Charlton Athletic last year. It's about bringing a, a group of results together. And um, but you need to do it. You can't afford to have a, a win here and then lose a game and then lose another game and then win another game. It's it's so difficult, you know that. You know, listen, I, I would, I would love to play off a target man like uh, like Kiefer Moore. It would be absolutely amazing for me, you know I me. Mean? I, I, I excelled playing with um, Brian Dean at Middlesbrough, with Hamilton Ricard at Middlesbrough, with Leo Fortune West at Cardiff, with Peter Thorne at Cardiff, because that was the way that I played and I thrived off a target man and I thrived off the way that I played. It was balls through, that balls through, and balls in behind. And uh, sometimes you got to mix your game up a little bit. I would love, listen, I would love nothing more to see. Um, Keep them all play up front with You know what I mean? They'll yeah. cause absolute chaos for everybody. And, you know what I mean? For me, just give it a go. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then pff, I'll apologise. Well, you could have played up front with Callum Patterson, mate. Yeah. You well, could have played yeah. up front with
2: uh, Danny Ward. If we weren't going to sign like a pacey striker, mm. why yeah. are you getting rid of those players? Here's a question for you, mate, okay? Very quickly, and then we'll move on. I've been saying, probably, for the last six championship shows that we've done, I've been banging on about teams playing the tactics and the formation that fit the players you've got, not what the manager's philosophy is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cardiff City's players do not fit a 4-2-3-1. They haven't done for probably 12 months, 18 months. If they were to switch, for example, to a 4-2, do you think that suits the team, that the personnel they've got better than what they currently have
3: um, uh, yeah potentially yeah oh, listen I think... well if
2: not force 4-2 if you think a different formation but what I'm saying is yeah. do you think a change of formation and tactics to, to fit to what they've the players they've got rather than
3: what Harris thinks the football think... should be played I th- I think we've got to try other things instead of changing personnel I think you've also got to think of a formation which suits um, everybody else you know that I think we're inundated with centre midfielders so we fill the gaps and um, but we've got another centre forward. Give them an opportunity. You know, we play them both together. You know, we've brought these two lads in for for decent money between them. So for me, give it a go. You know, I, I know there won't be. I know we'll be light on the bench, but but then we can. If you win in a game, you can then revert to one and see the game out with a with a, with a, with a, with a, with, a, with more men in midfield or uh, five at the back or three at the back, whichever way you look at it. Um, and for me, that's where you're versatile with your uh, with your formations and your tactics. But this isn't me saying, by the way, that, that that managers haven't got a clue what they're talking about. He's been very successful in 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 spurts at Cardiff City. Um, he did a good job at Millwall up until up until the time that he left. So he was and, uh, I just think I just think it's disappointing when you when we see certain performances and certain um, times in games that 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 were crying out for um, another centre forward or. or or different, different personnel or different formations, and that's not Cardiff City. that's like any team, you know, what I mean, in games that are watching, if that's nil-nil games or um, watching Tottenham the other night against Chelsea, you know, what I mean, there was I was crying out for Harry Kane to come on, for example. You know, these are the kind of things that you that supporters see, and when you're watching games on TV, you're getting you're enthralled more a little bit because yeah. It's more obvious when you when you when you're there with the game. Probably you don't see things because of what else is going on. So yes. I think things are highlighted a little bit more because you you're told at the you're told that these things should be happening as well. So you you're subconsciously seeing it and hearing it at the same time yeah. by someone else.
2: So in the in the watch along we did at the final day of the season, I said Cardiff were three players or so away from challenging for the title. Next year, if they kept what they had, obviously they've lost a couple. Um, and Gerrard has said because I felt they needed uh, a really good top winger, a pacey striker who was going to score him twenty odd goals a season, and then probably a right back. Um, so Gerrard has just said in the chat, he says, uh, looking at the it, simple, we've got to stop penny pinching. I believe we're only three players off short of a good team. We haven't got to spend stupid money. Full back, creative midfielder, and a winger. So you don't have to spend loads of money friend of the show mr alan jones shout out to him um he says uh you know a player like ben Woodla- woodburn is out on loan at league one clubs you know there's 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 players around for cheap money or freeze or um loans you just gotta use the market and cardiff gotta use that market Um we gotta move on but we will come back to cardiff at the end of the show uh, right Andy's just got out For a minute um, So we'll stay on Cardiff Just while I wait for him To come back Cardiff have lost Some good players But whose fault is that Mendes Lang Aside Because we don't know what's gone on with him um, But they You know They sold Patterson They sold Ward So it's, it's That's down to the club And the manager um,
3: I totally agree so I, My son went off there By the way Yeah um, no it's okay uh,
2: uh, I just stayed on Cardiff Because you went out as No all. no that's
3: fine Ah um, <sighs> I look. I look at those kind of players though that that we're, that we're talking about. Is you can't just bring anybody in. They're quite niche players. And for me, if you're going to sign a number ten, it's got to be better than what you've got. Are you going to get? Are you going to be able to get those kind kind of players for free? I think you're going to struggle. You know, what I mean? you're going to struggle to get a free transfer better than Lee Tomlin. You're going to struggle to get a better centre forward than. What you've got for for peanuts? You know, I mean, for me, you've got to spend money. Do we? If you want to get the Premier League side, so you've got to accumulate and got. To spend. Of course,
2: you've got to. You know, ideally, you've got to spend money. but If you've got, if you're telling me they've got no money to spend, right? Then, then I would say, you can get a very, very good Championship striker on loan, or possibly on a free over the last, you know, six, seven, eight weeks. Um, so if we haven't
3: got if we haven't got any money, then why don't we bring uh why don't we bring somebody through from the academy and play that?
2: Yeah. Why do we, if we haven't got any money? Why are we selling players mm-hmm. for ridiculous prices? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll come back to that at the end because I want to get through these. Uh, Derby County nil, Blackburn Rovers four. This game could have finished about seven four because yeah, Derby sh- missed four clear cut chances. Yeah. But I will tell you one thing: Derby's defense for the first fifteen minutes was absolutely pathetic.
3: Yeah it was it wasn't great. It was uh, it started badly um with the the shot off the post and do and Dolan slotting it in. Two very good goals by Johnson. Um I thought Marshall in goal for Derby was outstanding. He made some great saves as did um uh, Kamansky in goal for for Blackburn Rovers. I thought he was excellent as well by the way. You know what I, mean? I I wasn't that. It wasn't like a 4-2 or 4-3 game, but he did make some excellent saves which kept the clean sheet for him, which he thoroughly deserved because I thought Blackburn were outstanding and um the squad that Blackburn have got you know what I mean, is, is 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 exciting for me as well. You know what I mean? On the bench, no Stewie Down. You've got Elliot Bennett, you've got Buckley, you've got Harry Chapman, ex Um, You know what I mean? You've got Daniel Ayala, who wasn't there. Bradley Dacky, who wasn't there. You've got Evans, who wasn't there. Gallagher, Travis. You've got all these players that weren't involved. Stewie Downing. You've got all these players who weren't in the squad. Um, all to come back. You know what I mean? They'll be like new signings themselves. So, they've got an opportunity. If they can continue the form that they've got now, you know what I mean? That's, that's two games, nine goals, zero against... Blackburn Rovers could be challenging you know, for something this year. Well, last year we
2: what did we say about like Blackburn was our pick wanted to make a late run and then they lost Holtby and they lost Dak to yeah. long term injuries and that finished their season. Now what what they've done this year through a combination of signing players and bringing players through the academy is they've suddenly got squad depth because Bradley Dak's still not back. But every time yeah. they go forward, they look like scoring. Um, totally I'd be amazed if they've still got that Dole, Tyrese Dolan at the end of this season, um, and I'd be amazed if Lewis Holtby stays past January. But we said that last year, yeah. Uh, just ended up staying. This not just if, the end of the year, but this they if if
3: special. they if if they make if they make the Premier League next year, both both those players will be in Blackburn and side next season because they'll yeah. be they'll get they'll if they've there. got a, if they've got an opportunity to get in the playoffs or promotion this year by Christmas and by January, they won't go anywhere because the carrot is. <laughs> to be Premier League football next year
2: I mean my only thing with Holtby is I do believe that he's a top 10 Premier League player so depending on what club came in for him I, I would probably uh, say with that um, in Derby County's case mate right uh, he's getting he left the player of the year Clark on the bench again
1: Yeah.
2: Um, he's getting his personnel wrong he's getting his tactics wrong the, we said this at the start of last year when they were trying to give Richard Keogh the ball all the time under pressure yeah. playing out from the back Defensively, they don't look like they know what they're doing. Again, no. it's just different personnel. Mm. Uh, but I don't want to take too much away from Blackburn at the moment because I no. think they were outstanding. Yeah,
3: no, listen, Daddy
2: missed five clear cut chances. I just yeah. watched
3: them again. No, I agree. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hate slate anybody. I just think we we spoke about last year about about them overplaying from certain areas. They're, de- they're doing it again. They're overplaying again, but from another area. So instead of Keogh giving the ball away in in defence and overplaying, they're overplaying the midfield, and then. Blackburn Rovers for me. They were like the Red Arrows. They were they were breaking away and they were breaking away in fours and fives and sixes. And that was that was the problem. What was getting caused? And and two of the goals came from giving the ball away midfield. And there was four or five Blackburn players in the box, and anybody could have scored the goals. And it was um, it must be so disheartening to watch because you know what I mean. Especially with no fans being in Derby getting affected. And like we say about um, uh, not many home wins over the weekend. Is that because there's no supporters in there for players to get the back in? Is 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 it affecting? You know, I I don't know. I can't put my finger on it.
2: Yeah, no, mainly that, it's uh, it's difficult to work it out, um, I mentioned last week that I was surprised, Koku slated the players so early on in the season, I was even more surprised to see him do it again after the losing 4-0, um, but I'm going to go back to that later on. Next up, Millwall, Brentford, 1-0, uh, this was interesting, Wallace, back it was, on the score yeah. sheets.
3: Um, yeah, header, um, good goal scored again, that's two weeks on the bounce, Um Another silly penalty given away, you know, that got, the defender got the wrong side, more or less rugby tackled in blatant penalty um, and another cheeky penalty, Ivan Toney this time, just, just slotting the penalty away like he was really confident but scoring his first goal. Um, the exciting thing for me on, on on that game was watching the return of uh, Ben Rama, um, he got himself back, he on, came on that's last, last 15, 15 or so minutes, uh, I watched Brentford against Fulham. On was it last night or the night before when they beat them in three 0 in the EFL Cup and he scored two goals? So yeah. you know what I mean. He's back with a bang. Uh, will he stay in the next couple of days? I'm uh, very doubtful. But if he does, it'd be great for the Championship, great for our show, great for Brentford because he's a he's a proper player. Um, but listen, I think that was a I think it was a fair result, uh, yeah. Millwall. I think. But um, Jed Wallace is a huge player for Millwall by the way. If they can keep hold of him Got again, again. again. Uh, but for me, selfishly. For me, I think there's other championship players, uh, teams, sorry, that he could go to and excel and potentially be Ah, a Premier League player in the years time. There there you go. Um,
2: Moving on, Preston nil, Stoke City one. Stoke finally got their act together, should we say? And I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, some of the personnel which played and they managed to get their show on the road, should we say? No, listen. The in uh, proven players in the championship rather Um, than big names, maybe.
3: Yeah, well, you look or at the team. Yeah, you know, Lee Gregory, Stephen Fletcher, Clucas, um, John Obi uh, McLean. You know, not everyone's cup of tea, but James Chester. They've got a good side. Listen, yeah, um, they've got Lee Gregory's Gregory. Lee Gregory's proven. You know. yeah, Lee Gregory got a goal at this level. He scores. He scores for four. And then you look at the sub side. You know that you've got you've got Brown, who's side from Barnsley. Um, you've got Nick Powell. You've got Campbell. You've got Butland. You've got Bath. You've got Tyman, and Thompson. There's no Joe Allen, no Shawcross. Because because they're both injured, it's they've got an excellent squad of, squad of players. They just need a bit, a little bit of consistency. And if they can get the home form to continue with the away form that they've got, you know, what I mean, they went to Aston Villa the other day and they beat them one 0 So, yeah, they've obviously a very talented group of players. And and uh, in the last three games, two in the EFL and one in the league, three one 1-0 wins, three clean sheets. That's got to breed confidence. It has to, yes. has to. Um, and for me very quickly you've got Lee if Lee Lee Gregory and Fletcher
2: can get a run of goals together they'll get you a little 20 goals if you yeah. put the balls in the right places
3: totally agree.
2: and Nick Powell were one of the stand two of the standout players in the mm. championship last year even though Stokes struggled when you add in if you can get John John Obi McCall playing at his potential and how mm. good he can be yeah, you know, he's far too
3: good for the challenge. Um there was a there was a there was a sending off in the press for, for Preston in the first half, which I'm gonna talk about soon. Uh yeah, he slipped, uh, didn't he? Yeah, I wanna I wanna talk about that though. Uh QPR by Middlesbrough. Well. Um yeah, Middlesbrough I thought were very lucky to to finish with a the draw. They took the lead uh, through Accomp for his first goal, a header off a corner, uh, from Paddy McNair, great header. Um sloppy goal to give away, equalizer, um how they didn't give a handball through uh George Savile, blatant. Um how Dale Fry cleaned off the line, man. I don't know. Um obviously Neil Warnock was still isolating. So um Kevin Blackwell took the side with Ronnie Jepsen. Uh, I know Neil's back now. Um so hopefully hopefully things can pick up. You know, they've they haven't had a great start of the season it A bit of um two points out of three games, two draws, one defeat. So um some big games to come. And as I say Indeed. that Bour- Bournemouth are beating uh Bournemouth are beating Coventry one 0
2: there you go. Uh, Bristol City then on Sunday Beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-0 uh, And as I said Last week I think it was uh, Bristol City look like they are really uh, They've got their personnel The team The tactics The depth And the form They look like they're primed To make a real big effort yeah. For promotion this
3: year yeah, I totally agree. I, listen, I, I I know I went for Bristol City to win, but I, I thought Sheffield Wednesday might get a result. I watched the first half, and I thought Sheffield Wednesday dominated the game, possession. I thought they were excellent, and when the first goal went in, there was only one winner, and Patson got the got the second goal later on because of a obviously a breakaway and things. And Bristol City got a good squad, good squad of players. We carry in a big squad as well, so it's yeah. um, it's interesting how they how they. Um, their business decisions at the club, how they go down because obviously they must be losing like quite a lot of money throughout the season, but listen, if they can get to the Premier League, which is the Holy Grail and the, the place where they want to be, and um, Bristol as a city, um, would be massive for a football club for, 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 for them.
2: Yeah, and at the end of the day, like those parachute payments will carry clubs for a couple of years or they should yeah. provide clubs with the ability to go and Go after promotion if they get relegated. It uh, can be a game changer. You yeah. know, you should be able to spend money for the next few years to try and get back into the Premier League. Um, I emphasise you should. Um, hmm. next step, AFC Bournemouth one, Norwich City nil.
3: Very um, yeah. Obviously, we spoke to Graham on uh, on Monday's show. Obviously, they they played the day before, uh, and he's obviously. Quite passionate about defending, kept another clean sheet. Um, Norwich, who've got a very good um, strike force, couldn't break them down. Um, Groenvold scored the winning goal. You know, Look at the players they've got on, on Shoreside, so, you know Grunfeld. what I mean? Um, Solanke, Lima, Cook, uh, Meppam, Begovic in goal, uh, mm-hmm. Dan Gosling, Josh King, Sam Sturridge. You know Stanislas, it's, it's endless. Brooks, it's they've got a very, very, very talented group of players. Obviously, they've just signed uh, obviously the lad loan from Atletico Madrid. So they they've kept that nucleus of the players, even though they've, they've, they've got seventy five million pound in the in the coffers for selling some of the big some of the big players to obviously to Newcastle, etc. So um, it was always going to be a transition. It was always going to be a struggle, but they've they've reacted really well to uh, to get relegated and and starting the season in the Championship and. Um, and Jason Tyndall, the new manager who took over him anyhow Was started off like a house on fire and, and has had a, has a great start and
1: yeah, obviously winning, no. winning
3: again tonight as well so it's yeah. it's ten points so if they win tonight it'll be ten points from four games which is which is massive really a
2: Huge amount. Um so I think uh, Solanke looks bang at home at Bournemouth he looks like he's settled finally because I've always felt he's got the talent but he's just never felt as if he's fitted in at the clubs he's been at or he's just not quite settled in. Um, and I just think he looks confident. He looks comfortable. Um, and there's no doubt the abilities there.
3: Yeah,
2: totally good. Um, OK, so with our predictions, we're doing the predictions on social media now to get uh, get people involved and also just give us a bit of extra time. Uh, Andy won 6-3. I think it was, wasn't it? I just double check. Yeah, 6-3 to Andy, which means it's 3-1 in total so far this year in points. Um, okay, so for two up, two down, where myself and Andy basically give, pick two players, teams, or incidents for our ups and downs of the week. Uh, let's go with downs this week, mate. Let's start with the negative, finish on the positive. Uh, who you got for your first down?
3: Um, I've gone for Buchanan for Derby, um, and how small margins in games can, can affect certain things. And it was 2-0 to Blackburn Rovers, and he, and it was a, it was a cross unmarked header and he headed it well I think he headed it over this pride pride Park stadium which was <laughs> which was just really poor and it was just so so disappointing that it's just a small small things in games and 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 can affect the, the bigger issue you know that um, moments in games can define results and that certainly did I think
2: yes I agree um entirely uh, so I've gone for my down first down is Philip Koku, Derby County manager Uh, Last week he mentioned his, I mentioned his post-match interview so early in the season to be going in on the players the way he did. I felt like it was a bit. mm, I wasn't sure how they would react. Then this week he's done it again, questioning their attitude, calling them individuals. But to me, uh, a large part of the issues that Derby County have got, you know, in my opinion, uh, are are the personnel being selected and the tactical decisions. and that's down to the manager. Last year's player of the year was on the bench again. Tactically they were all over the place in the first 30 minutes before he changed it up a bit. And then, you know, the players adapted. They created four or five clear-cut chances which, you know, they should be taken. Uh, yeah. And then you've suddenly got a very, very different game and you say all of that, Blackburn were excellent, but David yeah. County, I've got to, I didn't like his interview and I when I feel that a lot of it was down to him and David Marshall was, you know, the legend that he's always been. Uh, who's your second down, mate? Uh,
3: my second down was um, uh, I've gone for Barcusen from Press North End because, uh, and I put it as a down because he shouldn't have been sent off. I thought it was an absolutely outrageous decision because, and there's two things why for me. I watched it. I watched it over and over. Um, no, sorry, three things. I'm going to go three things. I'm going to go. He slipped for the first one. Um, the, the, the Stoke City player's reaction, which was just outrageous, because they're both. They both for me went in together, you know. What I mean, The yeah, both.
2: Yeah, a taste in your mouth, doesn't it? Yeah.
3: Well, listen, I'm not. I'm not an advocate for, for me for, for getting somebody sent off or getting somebody booked. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know what I mean. That the interviews after I thought were awful as well and were poor because Michael O'Neill. You know what I mean? Saying you, you shouldn't come off the ground. I, I would hope. He didn't. That a man, well, I know, but I would hope a manager would would watch the incident over before he came out and, and commenting on it. And that was obviously he didn't. Whereas um, uh, Neil did. You know what I mean? So Neil came on said. That he slipped on the floor. It was obviously slipped. He fell over five meters before he came. He came anywhere near the play, and they both came. There was a togetherness, and unfortunately, don't want to see anybody get hurt. But you, you, you've got to, you've got to take things as they are. And for me, I shouldn't have been a red. You know what I mean? I was disappointed it was even a. It would have been even a yellow card. You know what I mean? You've got to give. Uh, you've got to give benefit of that sometimes to players. Yes, yeah, but Um
2: My second down is um, I went for defending generally because I couldn't pick one team. Uh, so I mentioned Derby, obviously, in the previous uh, one. Cardiff City's defending generally, but mainly for the goals was just appalling. The first one free The second one, how you can let a player turn one way, turn the other without putting a challenge in is obscene. I was really not happy. It was embarrassing. Um, and also, then the Rotherham defending when you're 1 0 up in the last couple of minutes, just ludicrous. Um, and yeah, there's about three or four other teams that I could mention as well. Defending was not good again, so I've gone for that. Uh, first up, you've got
3: mate. Uh, I've gone for Bradley Johnson. Um, you know, against his old club at the weekend, he scored two goals. His first goal was, that, it was outstanding. Sure. His second goal would have been great if it didn't take a deflection. I do believe it probably still could have got in because it was a great mm-hmm. volley. Took a deflection, run foot at the goalkeeper, but to go back to your old club and, and and make a point like he did at the weekend was was outstanding. But Bradley Johnson's had a great career, and yeah, superb. And keeps putting the doubters um, on people because I'll, I'll compare it to someone like Robbie Savage, for example. That people say he's got limited ability, but then he can come out with two moments in a game for Blackburn Rovers, and and it shuts everybody up. So long may it continue, because you know what I mean. He's a, he's a big player for Blackburn. He certainly is mate.
2: Um, so my first up I went for Lewis Holtby of Blackburn it could have been Bradley Johnson it could have been Tyrese Dolan could have been uh, Armstrong could have been Rothwell even the Blackburn keeper had a great game but everything which uh, Blackburn do goes through Holtby so often and I thought he's just amazing I think he's far too good for the championship special player an international level player probably a top 10 Premier League player in my opinion um, Blackburn season went off a cliff um, yeah you know when he got injured last year with Dak, so hopefully uh, he can get a good full season for Blackburn. Uh, second up for you mate,
3: I've gone for uh, Stephen Fletcher, and uh, I'm not sure if if everybody watched the highlights of the um, of the Stoke City game when Stephen Fletcher tried a Rebona, um just out of the blue and hit the crossbar. And if that had gone inside, it would have been it, for right. me, it would have been the best. He shouldn't have done it. He should have just be should have just used his right foot and put it in. But it was the the arrogance of the man. And the arrogance yeah. in, a, in a good way. I, I, I love confidence like that, that if, if you've got the ability to do that and to know that you're, you're going to execute it like you with it, then go for it. Because we're on about football being a, a, an entertainment industry, you know what I mean? And and, and if he can keep entertaining me with, with with bits of skill like that, then this is why, for me, the Championship's that good because he could be playing at another level. He's an international, Scottish international footballer. He's played at a really good level, scores goals. He's a, he's a threat for, for anybody. For me, he reminds me a little bit of Andy Carroll in the, in the way that he plays. Yeah. You know, he leads a line and look, look where Andy Carroll plays his football week in, week out. So um, I don't, I don't see Andy Carroll doing the Ribona by the way on a match day and try, nearly getting it in. If it had gone in, it would have been amazing. I'm so, I'm so gutted that it didn't. But I'm going to give him one of my ups because of the just outrageous it was.
2: So, so I think that's the first time I've ever disagreed with an up, simply <laughs> because. <laughs> For me, he's got to put that in because it's. I like, agree. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that game has gone like late on, if they've conceded, or yeah, he
3: wouldn't have got it. it could, he wouldn't yeah. have got it. It'd be, it'd be downs. Yeah, just, just be <laughs> arrogant to it. Uh,
2: so my uh, second up is uh, João Pedro of uh, Watford, nineteen years old. Great start to the season. Uh, he gives Watford such a weapon going forward on the counter attack, and uh, he proved that again versus Luton. G- dreadful game, but. Uh, Great goal by the young man, yeah. and uh, nineteen. You know the world's his
3: oyster if he does the oh. right things. He's superb. And, and listen, th- and, and we've we've said it over and over tonight that we want to be entertained by these best players and the best young players. And if we're getting Brazilian players coming to, coming to the, to the Championship this good, then it's only going gonna to be good going to be good for the league. Listen, we lost for me one of the best players I've seen in the Championship. Pereira last year got in the Premier League. He's he's scoring free kicks and doing well and. Every, every year I'm gutted because we lose another good player And lose another good player But someone else keeps replacing them So yeah. it's, it's amazing
2: Spot on mate um, Okay to finish off we'll talk about Paterson and Cardiff in just a sec um, But before that a couple of questions uh, Chris Scythes Chris Scythe asked on YouTube uh, What's your thoughts on Neil Warnock being in charge for 1,500 games uh, Do you think he is as strong now as he's been in the past?
3: Uh, well, I know Chris really well, so Chris is a good good friend of mine. Um, listen, anybody who, who achieves fifteen hundred games needs a needs a medal. You know what I mean? It must be it must be a slog enough you know? to still manage at the level he's doing is 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 a credit to him. Um, do I think he's stronger now than than he was? I, I think he's a better manager now than he was. Um, I think the 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 knocks he's had over his career has has made him a stronger person, stronger manager. they are given him the better knowledge. He's seen football evolve so many times in 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 the years, um, in the decades that he's been in as a, as a manager. So you know, listen, you know, what I mean, he's got good support mechanisms around him. He's, he does things really clever, Neil, which I like. I like the way that he keeps his staff similar. Um, he has the same staff all the time. He tweaks little things. He 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 works with the same kind of players, but he knows a level which he's good at. You know that. Neil's a Championship manager and he's openly admits that, um, that he wanted to give it a go in the, in the Premier League with Cardiff City, which obviously didn't end the way that we all wanted and, 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 and probably could have ended a better way with, with VAR, etc. But um, Listen, there's no better manager in the Championship and will he ever be a better manager in the Championship than Neil Warnock? I very much yeah. doubt it. Spot on, mate. Legend. Um, Matt, uh, Matthew Corbast has the
2: Mendes line, Danny Ward and Patterson affected the group at Cardiff City?
3: Um oh, well, you've got to say yes, because I I don't see how you can lose those kind of players, characters out of the changing room off the pitch and, and not see a uh, and not see the coincidence. You know what I mean? For me, if you lose players you've got to you've got to bring players in. You know what I mean? For me, and during my time at Cardiff and Middlesbrough, when we lose a player, we always brought a player in to replace. It wasn't that we're losing a player and we're not replacing them. For me, you can't re- replace the kind of players that are leaving with young players, long players, because in six months' time, 12 months' time, those players leave, and we're still left with the same hole that we had originally. So, for me, it's a it's a difficult one to take, uh, but I'm hoping that there is some movement in the next couple of days, Ricardo. See, yeah,
2: uh, Garen Cole said uh, no money uh, we've received over the past few seasons, approximately 200 million. Uh, what was said on the he did hear what was said on the Mehmet Dalman show. I think he means, um, but where where's the cash gone? He's basically asking for courtesy.
3: Um Listen, it's, it's a it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you know, what I mean, fans pay all this money to watch their teams play. You know, what I mean, they buy the shirts. so clubs are generating a lot of money. Um, they still get some money from Sky, and um, but then then you've got to look at it from the club's point of view. Wages are high. Um, other bonuses are high. They still pay over staff. If there's training grounds. There's, there's more money now generated within football clubs, apart from players. From when I played, when I played, it was basically um, players plus a handful of staff. Where now, the, the, the amount of staff which is involved in a football club is astronomical because um, you've got two buildings potentially, maybe it's more, maybe it's another one, and it, it adds up on the costs. And unfortunately, it takes away from what clubs can afford. And, and I'm not just on about Cardiff here. And I'm not sticking up for everybody. You know what I mean? We're really going to go into into certain things um, soon about Callum and and, uh, and and bringing in players but for me um, you've got to replace players that were sold and you know I mean if that's like for like then that's the money what comes in goes back out um, or um, but you've got you, you can't just replace nothing you have to you have to bring players in to keep the keep the strength of the, of the group going because fans will lose interest as well as as well as anybody else yeah
2: like and the thing with Callum Patson specifically out yeah, of those three is, um he's clearly a massive character in that dressing room, very very popular, um one of those guys who picks you up when you're you know when the team is down when you've had some bad results, um do you know what I mean like he's the guy who's laughing and joking. Oh definitely, up. definitely. Um,
3: Listen, I I I met him I met him after Cardiff City got promoted, and yes he was obviously delighted that Cardiff City had been promoted, but I saw a different side of him I saw. Um, I saw him, how infectious he was. You know what I mean? He was he was everybody's mate. He was a big part of the group, and and you need you need characters like that. You know that that, that we had we had Robert Earnshaw at the time at Cardiff City. He was bubbly. He was he was in every quarter. He was um, he was he got all the lads going. And you need you need people who who were like that. You need the serious people with a sensible heads on at the same time. But you need um, you need everybody, and it's just um, it's important that people. Um, People understand what's important within a dressing yeah. room, and yeah, let's see, Let, let's see how it washes out because you know, I, mean? I know we're going to go into, into it in a minute, but things have to match up as well on and off the pitch. And the comments which are coming out of the football club, internally and externally, they're not adding up,
2: no. Um, okay, so Callum Patterson was sold for 500,000 pounds to Sheffield Wednesday, a direct rival. Um, my Big problem is number one, Callum Patterson should have been sold for an absolute minimum of one million pounds. This and they probably could have got two at least for him, but let's say a million would have been all right, it's a million, it's acceptable. Um, Callum Patterson didn't want to leave Cardiff City, he wanted to play, but he didn't want to leave Cardiff City. Um, weird seem to be the only club who's willing to sell to direct rivals, but not just that, we bloody sell them on the cheap um we sold ethridge cheap we regularly sell players for under their worth i do not understand it we're not replacing the players that we're letting go Um calen patterson was massive for us because he could play number 10 he could play right back he could play up front he could play up front on his own he could play up front with a Glatzel or a key for more we don't have the depth as it is But to get rid of him, after we've already got rid of Danny Ward, we've sacked Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, it looks like White is probably going to go. We've gone from having four or five good wingers, Callum Patterson plus a couple of strikers, to having two target men and two wingers, one of which, Junior Hoyle. Look, fantastic career, great player on his day hasn't been doing it for Cardiff City on a regular basis for probably two years. Now when you add that to uh what was I forgot his name. The central midfielder who's really not been very good of like uh Dakota? uh pack, sorry. Pac. Um cardiff have got massive problems. The fans are not happy because he's a fan favourite and he's been sold on the cheap. And then you have Neil Harris basically coming out and saying, wasn't my decision, financial reasons, blah, blah, blah. And then the club do a kind of interview with Wales Online and say, well, the manager was consulted. So it's like, well, hang on a minute. What the bloody hell is going on? It feels like you're taking the mick out of the fans a bit. So there's my little rant to start us off. <laughs> Are you impressed that I'd done that without swearing?
3: Yeah, I thought you were going to lose it there. That's why I left you going. I thought... I thought um, he's going he to go. He's going to yeah, go. You did, did well there. You did well there. Um, Professional. Uh, listen, um, uh, what, what, what concerns me more than probably Callum leaving, because, listen, Callum's a, a footballer, and when he gets told that he's not needed or he's not in the manager's plans, he's going to go because he's, he wants to play. He could have easily sat on his backside and, and picked money up and been content and been happy just sat in Cardiff. But he's not that kind of person. He wants to play. He enjoys playing, which is great. So he's got, he's going to play. Um, this, it's, it's a conflicting stories for me, which is concerning. The, it's embarrassing, um, mate. Embarrassing. The club officials and the manager are giving are giving two different stories. It just, it doesn't make sense. Listen, if it's a club decision and it's being talked behind closed doors. Everyone's behind it. Then we back whoever's decision that is. But don't come out and say... Because, listen, somebody is going to fail now. Because somebody is going to fail. If Cardiff City do well um, and, uh, and the decision to, for him to leave, then the manager looks great. If Cardiff City don't do well and and, and Callum Patterson goes and, goes and scores goals or, or gets Sheffield Wednesday promoted or, or in the playoffs and does really well, then Neil Harris is going to get a stick. So no one's going to come out with smell and roses. And so, for me, is is there is there any unity in the club? You know what I mean? Are are the club back in the manager? Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I thought we were I thought we were over. Um, I thought we were over this, and I thought we were we were all pushed in the same direction. And for and for a football club to be successful, everyone's got to do it, and that's fans, players, staff, and um, hierarchy. You know, everyone's you know we all we all love our club, and we all mm. want our club to do well. But um I, 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 you listen after after a poor start and a sloppy start it's 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 looking even more difficult with with the players who've left um with who, who we're trying to bring in who we brought in because it's you know I mean I feel sorry for the two younger players who who've come in because the pressure on those two young shoulders to to perform week in week out is is extraordinary you know and I remember I remember going on loan uh, when I was younger I didn't feel pressure to play well I was there to gain experience but yeah. for me those two players yes in the same boat, but for me, they have to go and perform because of the, the players that they no the, took over from. They, I mean, yeah, so gonna, no there. The expectations for them to play, and if there was fans in the stadium as well, how much pressure would they feel? And that would be unfair.
2: Yeah, here's a question for you, mate. Um, our, so we've had like a few comments there basically saying that the club's disrespecting the fans, taking the make, you know, like I just said. Um, so here's a question for you as an ex player and just as a football fan as well, and a fan of Cardiff City as well. If the fans were in the ground In their you know 20,000 every week or whatever Would the club Still be club And I'll say other clubs dis- uh, Doing similar Would clubs be disrespecting the fans As much as they are If the fans were still going week in week out Because what you would have is you'd have the fans Start to turn vocally Whereas now it's all kind of social media Based isn't it
3: yeah, no, um, no. Nah, nah, I well, I've, got, I've got to say no because I, 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 you can go at the top level at Man United. You can look at Cardiff City. You can look at Middlesbrough. You know what I mean? And I, and I see, um, you know, what I mean, there's not there's not real any pressure um, on players to to win, lose or draw home games anymore. Whereas whereas when there's when there's fans in there, there's real pressure. You know, I know how passionate the Cardiff fans can be and, and how much how demanding they are. And that's same as Middlesbrough fans, same as probably Swansea City fans, Leeds United fans, um, but. For me, you know what I mean. I think um, I think things would be different, yeah. And I, and I, and and because people and fans vote with their with their feet and vote with their voices as well. And, and you know what I mean. You, you can't have hear hear when the, when when fans aren't happy at stadiums and at the minute when things aren't going great. There's no there's no comeback at the minute in social media. You just don't you just don't have it, or you switch off, or you or you don't get involved in it, or you don't read papers. Then how do you? How do you really get on with and understanding how how people are feeling? You know, you know what I mean. I can understand football fans' frustration at the minute because they can't go and, and their, their team's underperforming or not getting the results or not bringing the players in or you know what I mean. It's so frustrating being a being a football fan at these times because you've got no effect. You can't affect the games. You can't affect the players. You can't affect and that's good or bad. You know what I mean. That's that's teams at the top of the league. It's teams at the bottom of the league, and it's so so disheartening because. You know what I mean? That, 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 you know what I mean? It's, it's nobody's fault, but at the same time, we all want our clubs to do well and you know, and that's every team in the championship. And yes, we're talking about Cardiff City now, but this could be a Luton Town fan next week or a Stoke City fan mm-hmm. the week after, and Preston North End fan the week after that it's it's just it's yes, yeah, it's 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 upsetting being a football fan at times.
2: Yeah, Rob's just said they're not had very good recruitment in a very long time in Cardiff. And I would say that goes for the way we sell players as well as the way we purchase players. Do you think it's time for the and this would be the how we we'll finish it now. Do you think it's time for that transfer committee to be binned off for a more kind of traditional way of doing things with a
3: director of football or a, and a manager or you know whatever it may be. Um I, I listen I would love to see now a, we brought in two young lads from Arsenal Liverpool. I'd love to see a, a young Welsh player who's going to be the next big thing coming out of Cardiff City stuck on the bench stuck in the team given 10 15 minutes here and there getting in the team and playing gone
2: for Nico, uh, Nico you know Williams from Liverpool uh, that's the first long. thing that
3: that's the first thing that I'd like um, and uh, yeah I would like to see somebody um make decisions and be accountable sometimes also for me that's that's a big thing yeah. because I look at I look at a Man City for, ex- for example um, it's the ex Barcelona um director of football who is now yeah. accountable for these big signings and these players yes. who don't perform so it's a job now. It's a title. It's a job. So instead of blaming the manager for players, we can everything then Everything falls on him. Everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, now Neil Harris is the one taking all the stick and all the flak. Where I think if we take some pressure off him, let him do what he's good at, and that's picking teams, winning games, potentially. Um, you know what I mean? For me, it 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 it, it 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 puts the burden on other people as well as the manager. And if that's a director, of football, a head of recruitment, or whatever job title that may be. You know, what I mean, I think it's only good for the football club and the, and, and the squad going forward because a manager doesn't want all those extra pressures because he's he's training, he's coaching, he's picking players, he's buying players, he's selling players, he's he's watching players, he's watching the reserves. He's he's, he's it's it's a never-ending 24 hours full-time job, and it's it's sometimes it's difficult then to see the other side of it.
2: Yeah, it looks to me more and more, like, as you know, my thoughts on when Neil Harris come in. And in fairness to myself and to all Cardiff fans, that Neil Harris wasn't a popular choice. But once the decision was made, people had their say, including me, negative or positive. And then they got behind him and they got on with it. And if they've been good, I've been very positive. If they haven't, I've been very negative. I'll be fair at all points. It looks more and more now like he's been brought in to play that Russell Slade Kind of mode of do as he's told get the wages down and spend as little money with as small a squad as possible um that's concerning for me because russell slade and that way of doing things nearly took us into league one before neil warnock saved us um and you know that's my last point and i'm worried i gotta say um Garin said, "They said just spend some money for God's sake." My worry is if Mehmet Dalman's telling us that they're losing three million pound a month, um, you know, if he's telling us that, you know, is is that like a best case scenario?
3: Yeah, listen, yeah. it's kind of, it, 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 transparency, isn't it? That, I think that's key. Mm. You know, what I mean, the fans, yeah. fans, and the clubs. You know, what I mean, they're working together because if the club needs money, who do they look, who do they look to the look to the fans so you know I mean that's got to be vice versa I and mean, when the fans are looking for players to come in then then they're looking for the club to go and spend that kind of money so for me it's it goes hand in hand and, and the relationship's got to be got to be strong the fans absolutely adore the club they absolutely adore the players the manager um the owners the chairman you know what I mean they've had the they've had the problems but they want the football club to push in the right direction and um there's no better ground um which I've been to by the way for and I was and I was on the pitch before the game for when we played um uh was it was it was it was the Ipswich, Ipswich game last game say no it wasn't Ipswich it was it um when they got promoted and it was just a it was, it was it was it was yeah it was it was ridiculous it was hairs on my neck stuff and it was yeah, it was absolutely it was unbelievable and that, and that's the position that we want Cardiff City back in but at the minute the 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 way off that at the minute
2: yeah spot on mate. um okay so uh, that's it for today We'll be back on Monday 7.30 For the Andy Campbell Football Show With our special guest Former Leeds Ben Fika And host of other clubs Mr Brian Dean That is going to be a cracking show Yeah it, um, is. it is Looking forward to it Massive thank you Legend. as always To uh, Black Diamond Sports And uh, of course Bespoke Financial For sponsoring the show um, My little hashtag for the Monday shows Is conversations with the legends because I just feel like we've had some cracking guests. Um, if you want more content, Crazy Football Episode 2 with Kevin McNaughton drops immediately after the show at half past eight on the Facebook page of Ace Podcast Nation. Uh, it's something a bit different, bit of fun, as uh, me and Kev just had a laugh going through some football clips and stuff, drinking some wine and some gin. I had to edit it heavily. Um And we've got lots and lots of uh, shows coming, lots of guests coming, and uh, Sunday evening I'll be announcing the new series which I've been recording this week, uh, which I feel is going to be important, particularly at this moment in time. But it also has got, uh, I think you'll agree, Andy, some top guests.
3: Yeah, totally agree. He, but it must. be I listen. has got guests that I that I know and recognise. So it must. They must be top guests. Uh, yeah, that's it. Mate. I only. I only. I've only. Players, I've only ever known the cricketers who play at the top level, and you know what I mean. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm quite like a jump on the bandwagon. It's only the Ashes or World Cup finals that I've ever yeah. watched. So it's uh, you know what I mean. I, I didn't recognise any any cricketers apart from the ones that you run in your show. So yeah, amazing. Here we go.
2: Uh, yeah, so I'll be an- announcing that new series Sunday 8 o'clock with a little introduction video uh, So look out for that But join us Monday 7.30 For the Andy Cowell Football Show Thank you to everyone who's tuned in Thank you to Black Diamond Sports Thank you to Bespoke Financial Thank you to you the people Thank you to Cardiff City for giving me the content To go on a 15 minute rant At the end of the show <laughs> So I can clip it tomorrow And put it out for you all to see And all the people who've missed it I I joke. Have a great weekend, people. And, Cheers, uh, guys. See you. Cheers.
0: My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about bespoke financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch, and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner.
1: I belong, I belong to you I belong, I belong to you Do just what you want You're the one I trust Network.